Good Friday morning, everybody. This is Lisa, and you're listening to One Sister's Journey, Keeping It Real. And I am so happy you're here and checking out the podcast, whether it's your first time, second time, or you've been here since the beginning. Today, we're going to continue our journey talking about sunshine. And not the sunshine in the sky, but the S-O-N, the light that God gives us. So today I want to read from Psalm 119 verses 104 and 105. And the first is from the voice. And it says, your word is a lamp for my steps. It lights the path before me. I have taken an oath and confirmed it. I pledge to do what you say is right and just. And then Psalm 119 verses 105 and 106 from the Passion Translation is titled Truth's Shining Light. Truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. To live my life by your righteous rules has been my holy and lifelong commitment. Amen. All right. I love that. So as you think about, you know, God is the light. You know, he's overcome the darkness and we've read verses about that. And today it's talking about that your word, so the Bible, is the light to my steps. And when we're reading our Bible, we know who God is. We know what God expects of us. We know how God has responded in the past. Um, We know where we can find God, which is everywhere, right? No matter where we are, there is God. And You can be in the darkest of figurative places. And when you have that relationship with Jesus, where you open your heart to hear and respond and receive Jesus' love, you're going to have that light, that sense of hope, that beauty. And in those days when things are going well and fabulous and wonderful, we also need to remember that that's also because of God, right? Because of his light. And sometimes, and I know I'm guilty of this, maybe I'm the only person. When things are going really, really good, sometimes I forget to look up and say, hey, thanks. You know what? Things are going well and all the ducks are in a row because of you, God. Thank you. Um, and sometimes, you know, it takes the darkness. It takes those challenges, struggles, difficulties to get us refocused and, you know, remember who it is that has given us all that we have and wish for and hope for. And that's God. And God sent his son, Jesus, into the world to be born a baby, to live his life as a human being to show that he endured the same things we did and even though he had the eternal holy ability to not go through any of those struggles he did and he did that because he loved us so much not because he had to because he chose to And, you know, it's these moments when I'm like, all right, Jesus chose that. 
because he loved me this much, because he had that much respect and love for his father, isn't the least I can do is read my Bible and share of that goodness with others? Yet, do I do that all the time? No. Do I have my moments? Yes. There's moments I'm a shining star and a beautiful example of being one of God's children. (laughs) I'd like to tell you that's the majority, Um, but it's not. Um, Sometimes I'm just an epic failure in that area, and I let my human nature, my sin nature, um, flourish. And I don't say that, um, I'm realizing my voice sounds like excited, (laughs) but it's not like in a good way. It's a Duh, like what the heck is my problem? I do think we need a healthy balance because if I'm a Bible thumper, all I'm going to do is get sticks and stones, right? And and I'll be honest, I don't want to be known as a Bible thumping Christian. And there's people out there that are and it works for them. It just doesn't work for me. Just like I do sales, right? I'm an Epicure consultant And doing that, you know, there's people that do that and have quit corporate jobs and they're doing it, paying their bills and making a living. And so they work their sales. I don't plan on quitting my job. I want to share healthy food and time-saving tips with people that I care about and people I've yet to meet. I mean, would I like to make money and be able to pay off debt? Of course, let's not be foolish. You know, I'm not doing this to give away money. I'm doing this to make money. But I also want it to be about more than money. I want it to be about more than building a business. You know, when people invite me into their homes to do a cooking class or a Facebook Live, I want them to see that light, that sunlight, that S-O-N light through me and I want them to see it in the way that I interact with them and others and the way I run my business and share and I think that's important to me I you know don't want to be a different person per se you know I wouldn't want somebody to say I'm different oh well at my party she's this kind of person But, you know, I do have um, things that I want, you know, I want people to see that I'm kind and friendly and um, outgoing and that I love Jesus. But I also don't want to uh, scare them away because, you know, oh, at that party, she was swearing like a trucker and at this one, she's throwing her Bible up in the air and saying, oh, hallelujah. You know what I mean? I'm a pretty happy medium. <laughs> you know, I kind of lay there in the medium and maybe that's not cool. You know, I don't know. But I think we have to do what works for us, right? Um, we need to do what works for us. And what works for me is keeping it real, which is, you know, I love that that's what my, my daughter came up with. She goes, mom, your tagline like needs to be keeping it real because you do. She goes, yeah, you can be a flowery uh, Christian and, you know, sharing your faith pretty strong. She goes, I've heard you speak and it's awesome. She goes, but I think you share your faith all the time, but you keep it real. 
She goes, that's what people want to know. They want to know they can believe in God and still be human. She goes, and you're still really not completely human, but you're more human than some other Christians. I wouldn't even think about God if it wasn't for you because you just keep it real. And there comes my tagline out of a conversation with, at that time, my, you know, very young teen daughter. And it's stuck. And I like that, you know, keeping it real. So I am, you know, I am thankful if you are able to be a completely consistent Christian and be who you are, exactly who you are, wherever you are, with absolutely no changes. Um, I give you credit and you're probably reading your Bible more than I am. You're praying more than I am. And that's why you're able to do that. So it's not that I don't know what's holding me back. It's that I, I don't know. I don't know. I am a work in progress, but aren't we all a work in progress? And I could be better. And I will read my Bible and I will journal and I will do things today to make me a better version of myself. And tomorrow I'll be better, but I'll still need to be better. You know, it's an ongoing journey. And one thing I've always been is a lifelong learner. And I really think that when it comes to our faith, we need to have that same mindset of being a lifelong learner. And that mindset of there's always something I can learn. There's always something I can share. There's always something I can do. Because when we stop learning and we stop Remembering that there's more to this world than us and what we see. That's when the trouble comes. Does that make sense? Because um, really, even if we live, I mean, I'm going to live to 103. So this is my goal. Even when I live to 103, that's only a snippet of my life because I'm going to spend eternity in heaven. So even 103 years on planet Earth will only be a snippet of my life. And so no matter how young or old you are, just know that you are important and you value. And God is shining his light on you, in you, through you, when you let him. And wouldn't you much rather live in a world of light and laughter and love than darkness and despair. Um, I get it. Some of you listening are like, no, I kind of like being dark and I'm okay in my little puddle of despair. Just leave me here to wallow and I am happy. I get it. Some people like get off on being negative. Um, I just pray for you. I pray that you experience such a moment of sunshine that you're like, oh, I didn't know I could feel this good. I didn't know it was possible. And the verse from the Passion talks about truth shining light guides me in my choices and my decisions. You know, back in, was it the late 80s? I don't know. I don't even remember. WWJD and there was the bracelets, the, you know, all of this stuff. WWJD, what would Jesus do? And that's what we need to ask ourselves because that's what guides your choices. That's what guides your decisions. But then the next part of that verse talks about the revelation of his word makes my path clear. 
when you don't know, read your Bible. Grab a concordance, look it up, and read all the verses on whatever it is that's causing you angst or confusion. And you will figure it out with God's help through reading your Bible, which is kind of cool. And that's like one thing I really like to do. I enjoy, um, like just to sit down and read the Bible, like just to read a book of the Bible bores the bloody days, daylights out of me. Okay. Whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. It depends on who you ask, right? But you give me a subject to look up and scour that Bible to find every verse about light, every verse about hope, every verse about waiting. I love that. And then I get so wrapped up, I read more than just that verse because you always have to read what's before and after. And I'm telling you, I I am so much better when I am devouring the Bible like that than just sitting down and saying, all right, I'm going to read for 30 minutes today and I'm just going to read through the Bible. Because to me, personally, personally, I just feel like, oh, I'm crossing something off my list. And I don't want to read the Bible and have it feel like something on my to-do list. I want to read my Bible because I'm hungry for it and want to learn from it and I want to absorb it. And I've always been that type of learner. If there wasn't a purpose to the learning, I didn't pay attention. And I, if I did it, I just did it to say, fine, I read three chapters. But, you know, the teachers that got me were the ones that said, all right, you're going to read these three chapters. In this chapter, I want you to figure out why such and such did this. Boom, the whole chapter is about them doing it. But they wanted me to say, why did they do it? And then, you know, support your answer with details from the text. All right, I read those chapters. Why? Because I wanted to know why they did it. Guess what? They got me to read. Whereas if they would have said, read these three chapters, answer the questions at the end. I hated that. I did it because that was the assignment. I didn't do it well. I didn't do it with an intent to learn. I did it to get it done. But those teachers that said, hey, Lisa, I want to know why they did it. I want to know how they were feeling. When they personalized what I was learning, I could learn and I would read. And I would read more than I was supposed to read. I would go to the encyclopedia. That's how old I am. I know what an encyclopedia is. To look up more information. So some of you youngins, you know, there was a time when we didn't have Google and the internet and a computer in our pocket that was the size of a pack of cigarettes. We went to an encyclopedia. We went to the library. And I loved to learn. And when I'm motivated with the why or how or who, I want to know more. And I'm not just going to skim the surface and do the bare minimum. I'm going to dive deeper because I'm the kid, now adult, that wants to know more. But I'm God's kid. You know, and so I had someone once tell me that I was reading the Bible wrong because I was reading for answers and that's not how you read the Bible. You read it to read it and then have God speak to you. And for a while that stopped me and it still does at points when I get thinking about it too much because I consider this person to be 
um, a beautiful Christian, um, a leader, a mentor, and, you know, like a Christian that has their stuff together. Yet, it's taken me years, years, because I haven't even seen this person in over 10 years, okay? But I still remember that, and I'm like, you know what? No, that doesn't work for me. I would rather, so like I'm, for the summer, I'm doing, a, I went on Pinterest and I did Bible reading plans and I printed out a few and I went through them. I'm like, all right, Lord, which one should I spend my summer doing? That's what I picked. Okay. And it's a verse a day for a month. I'm three weeks in and I've only done four days, but the one scripture was like five or six verses And I just devoured those five or six verses. And then those five or six verses took me to other places. So it took me a week to do day one. That's not wrong. As long as you're reading your Bible, God is shining his light on you and in you and through you because you're devouring his word. That's what it's about. Reading your Bible, wanting to read it, letting it fill the crevices and nooks and crannies and the hunger within you. That's what it's all about. That's what we want to strive for. That's what we want. It's not about getting by. It's not about doing, reading it to say, hey, I read two chapters in the Bible today. Or I read my 35 pages today so I can read the Bible in a year. I don't, I don't know how many pages you have to read in a day to read it in a year. Okay, so don't quote me. I have no clue because I don't ever plan on doing it. Um, I'm not saying I never will. It's just that I don't plan on ever doing it. So um, at this point in my life, I want to read it to learn from it. I want to read from it to be filled and nourished and encouraged. Because that's how God's light shines in through and around me. When I am devouring that Bible. So I think, you know what, the whole purpose of Psalm 119, 105, 106 is talking about reading your Bible and to live out what you read. But if you're not reading it, you can't live it. So whatever it takes to get you to read the Bible, go with it. Go for it. Because here's the deal. For me to say I'm going to read X number of pages a day, every day, for one year, two year, three years, so I can read the Bible. It doesn't work for me. What works for you? What works for me is saying, all right, I need a subject. I'm going to look up every verse I can on that subject. And I write them out, pencil to paper. I can't tell you how many notebooks I have just, you know, recycled because I just write in the notebook. I write down the topic that I'm looking up. And then I have a few pages that I just go through and go through with the concordance in the back of my Bible, the dictionary in the back of my Bible, my concordance on the shelf, my resource books on my shelves. And I go through them and I just write down all the verses that talk about hope. And then until I've looked up every verse, I just go take that list and start looking them up. And sometimes I'm like, all right, that. That doesn't even connect with me. And other times I'm like, ugh, 
And then I say, oh, it says also, you know, sometimes there's little letters or whatever that tell us, you know, go here, you know, to read more or whatever. You know, so then I go and look up the sister verse. That's what I call them, the sister verse, um, of, to get more. And then eventually, maybe that was on my list to read, and sometimes it wasn't. But that's how I get started, and that gets me jived up. That's exciting. And that's how I am able to see what is right and just with God. And that's the way he works with me. And it might be different with you. Um, You know, my grandmother read her Bible every day. She read her prayer book every day. I went to Catholic school. You read your Bible every day. It didn't work for me. I wish somebody in high school would have said, Lisa, here, I want you to find every verse about um, winning. Boom! I'd be on that. Because you're going to have to think outside the box because it's not like you can just write, you know, win. You know, so I don't know. Luckily, somebody tapped into my brain eventually. But oh, the baccalaureate mass. All right. So here, flash a flash from the past. And I know we're over twenty minutes. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm just like all jazzed up today, and I haven't even. Well, I did have coffee. Never mind. All right. Um, so at Catholic school, you have a baccalaureate mass your senior year, and I volunteered, which, you know, surprised everybody to um, organize the baccalaureate mass. I had so much fun doing that, looking up all the different verses that were going to be read during the baccalaureate mass was so much fun for me. And, you know, I don't even know who it was at the school, if it was the principal, one of the nuns. I have no clue. They're like, Lisa, you're so good at this. But back in the late 80s, you know, women were not evangelists or, you know, leaders in a church. And it was a Catholic school. So if you weren't a man, you weren't supposed to be leading unless you were a nun and waddling around in your little habit. So, you know, it wasn't something where they said, you should look into doing this because hello that was not the age but what if someone had like tapped into like I didn't even realize it until much later in my life and I looked back to looking up those verses for the baccalaureate mass and then making the banner that we carried in I designed and made the banner that we were going to carry in I enjoyed the baccalaureate mass so much and preparing for it and planning it. And at that point in my life, I was pretty quiet. (laughs) I mean, I just talked, but I was still more on the quiet side. And I don't even think a lot of people knew, like, all the, that I picked out every verse. I even got to pick out some of this, like, the music. So I got to dive into the hymnal and look up the hymnal based on whatever. I wish I had saved, like, that baccalaureate mass in the readings and the songs and stuff. Maybe it is somewhere. I don't know. But, oh, my gosh. Do what gets you jazzed up. If, you know, saying, all right, I'm going to read the Bible in a year jazzes you, then rock on. But if that doesn't, you know, get you jazzed up and excited, 
figure out what do you need to get jazzed up and excited to read your Bible. What would pump you up? I am here to pump you up. Saturday Night Live, sorry. All right, just think about it. What gets you jazzed? What motivates you to read your Bible? Figure it out. I wish somebody would have said, Lisa, figure it out. What what motivates you to read your Bible? Because you know what? They could have saved me years of the not knowing. And then, like me, we need to learn to silence those outer voices, okay? Silence those people that tell us we're doing it wrong. They're not God. It's We're doing it different. And my different works for me. My way might not work for you. You might be like, oh my gosh, you need to just sit down and read three chapters a day. You know what? No, I don't. God said I need to read my Bible, but I need to read the Bible in a way that gets me jazzed and excited and motivated. Not in a way that I check it off a list because, at least from what I've read, God doesn't want us to read the Bible to check it off our list. God wants us to read our Bible because it's the lamp to our feet. It's that shining light that guides you. So if you're just reading your Bible to check it off the list, what's going to guide you? Bitter feelings and frustration because you've been forced to do something. Who the heck wants that? Not me. Oh. All right. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I hope this like doesn't drive anybody crazy. I hope you enjoyed this week and today's podcast and my all hyped up um I don't know. I'm so sorry, but I'm not sorry because you know what? That jazzes me. And I think it's pretty cool to get jazzed up about reading the Bible. And maybe if we're encouraged to read the Bible in a way that works for us, maybe more people would read it instead of just saying you need to read it or go to hell. Get over it. Read the Bible in a way that gets you jazzed up. What excites you? What motivates you to read your Bible? Figure that out because you know what? There's something intricate. I can't even say it. There's something within you that needs to be fed. Figure that out and feed it in the way that works for you. Because you know what? You're not going to regret it. Thanks for listening. This is Lisa. You've been listening to One Sister's Journey, Keeping It Real. And I am so glad you've been with me. And I will catch you next Monday. I don't know what our series is. I don't have it written down. And have a wonderful day, everybody. And have a wonderful, safe weekend. And I'll catch you on Monday. Bye.